We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Austin. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of Fitzy and Heart is brought to you by Shaw's. Our friends at Shaw's, the official supermarket of the Red Sox network. One can't help but be positive. The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. When all else fails, listen to the GOAT. Hour number two of the Fitzy and Hart program on a six-ring Saturday here at Boston Sports Original, WEEI. You can listen to us at 93.7 FM, any of our wonderful affiliates, WEEI.com, or, of course, the Odyssey app, which you can use to subscribe to some of the wonderful podcasts we do here at WEEI, like First in Foxborough, Dork, Bradfoe Show, and, of course, my personal favorite, Six Rings and Football Things, hosted by yours truly, Andy Hart, and produced and third-manned by the enemy of Patriots Nation, number one, primetime himself, Chris Scheim, who I believe is currently getting into a dunk tank oh. at the Oktoberfest in Idle Hands Brewing in Malden. I'll be heading up there after the show today. Uh, if anyone's out looking for a good time, wants to have a delicious beer, maybe a tasty sausage, and has listened to our podcast and wants to get revenge against Chris Scheim for all of his anti-Patriots takes, his Mac aggression, his lack of faith in Bill Belichick, which many people find quite disturbing. Let me see. I'm going to find out right now what time is Scheim in the tank today. Chris Scheim will be up at either 2 or 3 o'clock. Well, you can go to you can follow Idle Hands Beer or Idle Hands Brewing on Instagram. Check it out. Uh, and if you want to get him, go up there, uh, make a donation. You get three softballs. Whip them in, and you can dunk shine and feel a little bit better about yourself. Andy, before we get to uh, what we had sort of teased, talking about Mac Jones and his hopeful progress or what he may be up against and facing this coming season, got a couple other calls we want to clean up right here. Now, our last caller went a little bit long. Steve from Fall River, I asked him to keep it short. He couldn't, but he was very anti-2022 Patriots. Mr. Positive himself, Wayno in South Boston would probably like to be the antidote to Steve from Fall River. Hello, Wayno. How are you in this beautiful day? I am the antidote. You know why? Because all you babies out there 
Well, can the Patriots are going to do good. They're not going to be good. Why are we even going to watch them? Listen, idiot. It's called the NFL, okay? What the Patriots did in those years was never done before. We did it. Okay, and it wasn't just Brady, by the way. It was the team. Remember that. And number two, the season, the, the season hasn't even started yet, and he's already got them buried. I think they're going to go two and two, like I said with Andy last week. Andy, mm. you, you hear me? I hear you. Two and two. If they go two and two, two in the two. first if four, you're fine. Two, you're fine. That's right. That's right, brother. That's right. And I know what um, – Bitty, you're talking about Chandler Jones, who's the one who talked really good about um, Mac, right? Uh, no, Chandler Jones didn't say anything about it. It's actually the throwing coach, the guru, Tom House, who we'll get to His in just friend. a little bit. Yes. Oh, no, no. He was on. I was watching him. He was on. They had the top 100 on uh, Pluto. Of the, They got the uh, NFL mm-hmm. on there, all the games you want to watch and everything. Mm-hmm. And they had Chandler Jones, and he was talking nothing, but he's like, yeah, that guy. He's going to be unbelievable quarterback. I've seen him in there. And he was just pounding and pounding. I'm like, how does he know this? Does he even know this guy, Chandler? Player number 85 in the NFL top 100. That's right. Yes, and he loved Mac. And he loved Mac. Okay. I got Ready? Here we go. Here we go. What are we going to see tomorrow, Wayno? 11 and 5. 11 and 5. Nope. We're going to go for the season. Nope. No, I'm sorry. 11 and 6. I know. Okay. Nope. Nope. 17. I keep forgetting that one. 17, brother. All right. All right. Listen. Pat's going to win 31 28 Pats. 31 28 Pats. There it is. From. And the defense is going to be the biggest part of the game because they're going to show them, like you said, Barmore. Um, Judon and um, Uche is going to get up. I think our, our defense, can you say it with me, Andy and Fitzy? Our defense is the backbone of this team, not the offense. It's the defense this year, brother. Wayno, right there. Thank you so much, my guy. So, the the hey, where where is this against us? What are we playing? Listen, idiot. It's called the NFL, okay? <laughs> they They need to play that to start every NFL Sunday here on the station. Listen, idiots, it's called the NFL. Every week he gives us a new sound drop. Every week he gives us a nugget of gold. Um, thank uh, thank goodness he also cleaned up that 11-5. Everyone, remember, it's a 17-game season. It's a long season. Obviously, we knew Wayno was going to be fired up. But, Andy, do you think come season's end, it is the offense or the defense that we will be talking about having shown the most progress that will be the, quote, backbone of the team uh, or that we will be able to rely on and look to with any sort of hope and faith in the future in Foxborough? Um, I kind of have two answers to that. I think that the offense will probably... Well, if you prob- have two answers, you don't have one good one. <laughs> well, that's probably true. But the offense will probably show the most growth because I think we're all, based on what we've seen, now there's been an unseen stretch of practice for two weeks, but based on what we've seen, the offense is scuffling. The offense is not very good. Yes. And th- therefore, I think they have the greatest room for growth. I also think they have some good level talent across the board that, if healthy, could allow for some growth as they they hit the thing Belichick keeps talking about, midseason form, right? Mid-October, your strengths, your weaknesses, you know what you're good at, you know what you need to cover up. All When they figure that out, I think they have the ability to be decent. Uh, and the coaches will be learning on the fly, the scheme, the whole thing. Now, what I think you'll have the most hope about, that's where I would jump back to the defensive side of the ball. 
the Barmores and the Duggars and, as you mentioned, maybe the Joneses at cornerback, mm-hmm. Marcus and Jack. Because How about any of those linebackers? How about any of those linebackers, Andy? You uh, going to give sold. me a little love for Raekwon McMillan or Mac, Mac Wilson Sr.? No? Not sold. I mean, I mean th- not those guys Can't they be quicker than the guys who are flat uh, Yeah, that's fine, foot. but... And Why am I going to get excited about middle-of-their-career linebackers? I mean, they're like sixth-year veterans and fourth-year veterans. Mac Wilson could be gone after the season if he has a decent year. He could get a contract somewhere. It's like the, I'm fixating on, if you're talking about the future, I want young players that I see as being building blocks, guys that you're going to work around. Offensively, I think there's some of those. Now, Ramondre Stevenson, you know I think he has significant three-down upside, whether you want to compare him to Le'Veon Bell, as I have done, or Alvin Kamara, as uh, Matthew Berry did. Was it Matthew? I believe it was Matthew Berry. Uh, one of the national guys talking so about how they So he could be deployed in a uh, Alvin Kamara-esque yeah. role, which, so, I, I mean, I've heard, we've heard everything. Kyrie Thompson says could be baby Marshawn Lynch. We call He's uh, calling him baby beast mode. You've said Le'Veon Bell. Matthew Berry <laughs> has said Alvin Kamara. I'll take any combination therein whether he's running wide zone, catching third down passes because Ty Montgomery's a little dinged up with the ankle. Uh, the bell cow, like Ninko says, he could turn into who knows. We just need we just need threats. We need weapons. We need talent. We need somebody that uh, defensive coordinators have to spend moments, if not hours or nights or weeks, game planning against because they're a threat. Because right now, I don't think there is anyone. Well, there isn't. I mean, that's okay. the problem with the offense. There's good complementary talent, and – you know, maybe the Tyquan Thornton hype train. I know you're not big on him. You think he's made of glass and, and never going to really amount to anything because he's not uh, He's fast enough. AF, but he, his first hit in the NFL and uh, the elite, the gazelle speed Waterford crystal shatters. Yeah, see, I don't care for that uh, that tone and that disrespect that you're... What the t- shade, the smoke. Oh. I don't care you for best it. Be here, you best be here for it because we're spending a lot of weekends together, buddy. Uh, we'll get to that <sighs> Mac Jones audio. I know. <sighs> We'll be spending a lot of weekends together. We'll get to that Mac Jones audio that we mentioned from Tom House in just a few minutes and continue discussing his development, some of those unknowns on offense from both time, both sides of the ball. One last call before we trend. Tony and Bridgewater has been hanging in there for a little bit. How are you, Tony? Hey, great show, you guys. You know, I've been listening to that idiot from Fall River for on Belichick for 20 years. I don't want to talk ancient history. We know what the Patriots have done for 20 years. Just talk about recent history. They were sixth in the league, I think, in scoring. They were second in defense last year with points allowed. Am I crazy? Was Belichick the GM of the year last year? I don't understand. I don't understand this. Yesterday, they're talking about firing the guy before a snap's even done. Bill Belichick has made so many people look good over the years. It's a, you go with Weiss, Billy O'Brien, Josh McDaniels. What have they done without Belichick? Squat. They've done nothing. Belichick coaches Billy up Brian. the coaches, and I don't see why people don't see that. This is 20 years now of this. Am I wrong? Uh, I wouldn't say you're wrong. I would say you're, there's some off bay. Uh, Billy O'Brien, I think, is a really good coach. I personally believe well, Why ain't he in the NFL? Well, How he come, was. You know, he was right? for a long period of time. He got fired, just like Belichick in Cleveland got fired. It happens. Well, but I think what he did Josh at Penn Daniels State. Left, right? What? Josh what? Daniels was a bust in Denver. Then he went to the Rams as an offensive coordinator. They yep. laughed him out of there. So I, I don't understand. What, what all this backlash is about Belichick. He took a rookie quarterback. They made it to the playoffs last year. What do people want? 
What do they well, want? I, I think if you look at the specifics of the offseason, they would look for the offensive coaching staff to have somebody who's coached offense, put Mac Jones in the hands of somebody who has some credibility, experience, and uh, potential this to mold my, him. This is my point. This is my point. He made Weiss. He made O'Brien. I don't see okay, why you're he being can't utterly disrespectful to so many people right now. Like I understand, Bill is really good at what he does, but to say that Weiss and O'Brien and McDaniel's had no say or no um, value in the way they turned out is just utterly disrespectful I'm saying, to them. I'm not saying they had no value. What I'm saying is Belichick has a way of coaching up the coaches. He's yeah, as long, okay, you want me to be equally as disrespectful? Yeah, he has a way of coaching up the coaches when he has Tom Brady. Now, I don't believe that. I don't believe Belichick is nothing without Tom Brady, but that's the same tone you're taking with these other guys. You're putting it all on Belichick, whereas some people put it all on Brady, that Bill's nothing without Tom Brady. Who's made more people than Tom Brady, right? Like, well, the, it's I, the I same just mentality. Went, I, just went through, I just went through what Belichick did last year, but that's not good enough for people. Being sixth in, in scoring. So Josh had nothing allowed. to do with that, right? Okay, I don't care about the stats. As Bill says, stats are for losers. And when we get into the Shaughnessy column, I think Bill stats made himself losers. sound like a loser. Yes. Stats it's are for losers. Team, That's a Bill Belichick team direct quote. The loser for Fall River fires off all these stats. Not, not, not one of them were, was right. I'm just saying there hasn't been a snap yet. Let's give them a shot. Let's see what happens here, okay? Before we sure. fire Bill Belichick. Can I ask you something before I well, go? Tony, I know you got a lot of callers. Tony, yeah. Well, I got a ton of callers, Tony, and I got a, I got a trend, and I got to catch up. Tony, on thanks for the call. But Tony, I actually enjoyed call. the call. Thank you very Tony. much. I, I'm, I listen. I wasn't just sort of, you know, I wasn't, you know, snoozing or taking a break, letting you guys, let you two guys go at it. I'm here for the debate. It's okay. You can agree to disagree and have a robust, if not fiery, in engaged, maybe sometimes even enraged debate. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, uh, end of the day, excuse, excuse me. me. <laughs> so. I, I apologize. I'm trying to what get... What is I'm, going I'm behind. on? I'm, He's I, talking right. too much and too fast. At the end of the day, we can we can uh, have a, a beer summit or we can shake hands, agree to disagree, and then let the games play out and we'll figure out what's up. We obviously have not kicked off the first game of the 2022 season. There are a number of intense, diametrically opposed, polar opposite opinions as to what these Patriots are going to look like, how they should have handled the offseason, and this is what leads to the intrigue and the disagreement, which I think is great because it makes for fun sports radio. It makes for a fun viewing experience. Let's hope it trends a bit more positively. Come final whistle tomorrow and 16 other contests this season than not. 617-779-7937 is the number. More calls coming up. We promised that Tom House audio in the Mac discussion. Andy, when we come back, do you want to do Mac or do you want to do Belichick talking to Shaughnessy uh, and the coordinator disrespect as i believe you put it just moments ago uh belichick talking to shaughnessy because i thought there were some really fun quotes in that uh, column excellent we will do all that and then some but first we trend crash and keith weekdays 10 to 2 now here's what's trending on weei here's what's trending right now on weei and weei.com your host getting tongue-tied as grown men argue about sports yeah, you heard the Red Sox lost to the Orioles 3-2 to last night. They've now lost four in a row, ten and a half back of the final wild card spot, five games under five hundred. But, hey, sweet Caroline, huh? <laughs> Sox and O's play the second of their three-game series this afternoon. Michael Waka, one of the lone bright spots in the rotation this season, gets the start for the Sox opposite Jordan Lyles. 
You got Joe Castiglione and Will Fleming on the call. First pitch at 5.05 across the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Network. Shaws and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. Be sure to tune in to the Visit Massachusetts pregame show with Rob Bradford at 4.05. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Start your Massachusetts adventure at visitma.com. The Patriots begin their regular season tomorrow as they play the Miami Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. Five Patriots are officially listed as questionable, including Jacoby Myers and Isaiah Wynn. You can join Gresh, Keith, and Wiggy tomorrow before the game from 10 to 1 for NFL Sunday, leading you right into kickoff. And then after the game, tune in to Fitzy and Hart. We got the Patriots postgame show, Six Rings, debuting tomorrow here on the WEEI Sports Radio Network, Boston's Sports Original. College football, Virginia Tech hosts BC tonight at 8 p.m. We will join that game in progress after the Red Sox game. And with an update on Bama and Texas, our own Stanley Stizgrimey Bruno. Well, Fitzy, uh, with nine minutes left to play in the third quarter, it is still tied at 10 between Alabama and Texas. A stalemate. What was Bama? Like, favored by 20? Damn, yeah. Andy. A lot, a lot of books are going to make some money today, guy. And the Revs play the New York Red Bulls tonight. Kickoff is at 6. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, we're right back to it. Bitsy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Shane starts this song. The Foo Fighters, I think one of their first shows since the tragic passing of Taylor Hawkins, 
some time ago. Dave Grohl, obviously, on vocals there at Wembley Stadium just a few nights ago. And I believe that was actually Taylor Hawkins' son. What's his name, Sydney? Shane. Shane. Shane Hawkins, yep. Shane Hawkins, the late Taylor Hawkins' son, Shane Hawkins, on drums. That's a beautiful thing. Listen to that. Love to hear it. Very emotional. Fitzy and Hart on a six-ring Saturday here on WEEI, getting you pumped and jacked and all kinds of fired up, whether you traffic in the reality of the Patriots are going to be no good this season or you're like me and you think there's actually hope, all is not lost. And come on, let them at least play the first game. Let's get into the season before we just cast them to the side of the road, leave them there like day-old donuts and say, eh, we're on to 2023. I know Buffalo's a wagon, but come on, people. Give hope and or your Patriots a chance. All right, Andy. Many people, it seems, believe that that hope, the chance, comes from the coach, Bill Belichick, who curiously has been out in front of a lot of things this year, offering more optimism, more nuggets. I won't say more excuses, but more explanations, more stats. Uh, As this has been a very, let me put it this way, it's been a very Belichickian year with the draft picks and the way he's organized things and Bill always doing things differently. Everyone says, Zig, guess what Belichick does? Here's Zags. But yet at the same time, he's been doing some many things that he doesn't normally do. And that includes a sit down with Dan Shaughnessy from the Boston globe, or at least if not a sit down, like an interview, it and was a phoner. It was a phoner. Okay, so yeah, I mean, who knows what he was doing? He could have been on the treadmill. Could have been going for an afternoon walk with the dog. Who knows? In a handstand. Mm-hmm. Likely from Florida, where they've been all week, getting ready for mm. the game tomorrow. And he talks to Shaughnessy and addresses a number of matters that have uh, piqued the curiosity of Pat's nation for some time, including how long he might be coaching for, and the big deal, the big flipping deal everyone has made over this uh, unique coaching alignment with uh, Patricia and Judge being added, never having coordinated on the offensive side of the ball, and now they're helping call plays. Uh, what did you make of all this, Andy? Uh, well, first of all, I would love to get the audio of this mm. because there are some really interesting quotes, and I would love to hear the way in which they were delivered by Bill, the tone of the delivery. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to do my favorite quote first, which really has no uh, import on anything for this season other than him talking about he's 70, but he's in good shape. He's mm-hmm. been working with Moses Cabrera for years now. He does boxing routines, and you see him leave a Moses workout, and Belichick is just st- absolutely drenched in sweat um so he did say i've dropped a few pounds this year comma so i'm not as fat as i used to be that made me laugh a little bit and i I would agree he doesn't look as fat as he used to um i think he's slimmed down and we've talked about Mm -hmm. he's doing more on the practice field you know and they always say you know you lose a few pounds you don't realize how much better you feel and maybe Mm -hmm. he maybe that's why he's you know the slot receiver motioning across the formation for the scout team in otas and minicamp and things of that nature but getting back to the root of the story which is about the questions about bill and the team and the offseason and the play calling um he was a little dismissive of really that whole topic um and, and i didn't love it because he basically said you know uh, Josh McDaniels hadn't called plays when he first called plays and he just goes through the whole rundown and Billy O'Brien hadn't called plays in the NFL when he's st- they were all offensive coaches Billy O'Brien had already been a coordinator in college calling offensive plays, I believe, for Georgia Tech and maybe one other school, Mm -hmm. major college football. So to just lump them all together like Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, who've never been offensive coaches, really. We know 15 years ago, Patricia was an assistant offensive line coach, and one year, 
Joe Judge was a half a wide receivers coach and it reportedly didn't go well and Julian Edelman didn't like it and, and all of that. We know that whole story, but to compare it um, to those guys that that had sort of risen through the ranks offensively and worked their way up on that, and, and same thing on defense, obviously, with Flores and Patricia's calling plays on that whole thing, I thought it was a little disingenuous. Um, what really... Um, I noted one of the quotes talking about how good a job Steve Belichick has done calling the defenses the last few years and last year. We were pretty high up there statistically last year. We didn't play well, obviously, in the Buffalo game and a couple others, but I wouldn't say we had a bad year defensively, at least not statistically. Really bothered me because, again, Mm. as I said to the last caller, Mm -hmm. Bill once upon a time famously said, stats are for losers. So now... Now he's saying, oh, we were pretty good statistically, defensively, despite the fact that we couldn't make a division opponent punt in consecutive games and could not measure up even close in the postseason. So that, I didn't like that. I, I didn't like the way the the, hypo, the hypocritical nature of that. Like when he feels like stats are for losers, it's okay. But then when stats make his point, he loves it. Um, and then another one that I found interesting, and I don't know if he meant to say it this way, um, when he's talking about you know criticisms that are out there, there's been a lot mm-hmm. of criticism. I mean, it's just I thought is. they ignored the noise. Uh, well, not only does he say um, does he usually ignore the noise, he said something to the effect of there's a lot of complimentary things said. When things aren't complimentary, I don't really worry about those. Oh, so you listen when people are complimenting you. When the Fitzies and Jerry Thorntons of the world are standing on the wall and saying, "In Bill, we trust," you listen. When those same people may have criticisms of you, you don't worry about those one way or the like. It's just so one-sided, in my opinion, some of these comments. Now, again, great job by Shaughnessy. Mm-hmm. I great can't believe he called up the comments. Patriots and said, hey, can I talk to Bill? And he said yes. Right. And, and wow. you know, that's, that's interesting. Obviously, well, first of all, I was a little stunned that some people found it interesting that he said Steve Belichick's been calling plays. Bill's admitted that for two years. I mean, He's we all know that, years. don't we? Don't no, we? but he said it. I don't care yeah. whether we knew it. Oh, finally he here, said the it. concession, yeah, conceding that, yes, he has been He said it plays. when they played Tampa. Steve called a great game. He said it a year before. Steve called a great game. He has told us Steve Belichick has called defensive plays for two years, and for some reason people heard him say Steve and said, like, wow, he, I can't believe he admitted it. Because he doesn't oh. have the lanyard, he doesn't have the business card, he doesn't have the placard on the door, that's why. Yeah, but he had Bill saying it two years ago. <laughs> Bill told us two years ago What else ago does who he have? Like, people, he's calling the plays. That's what he's doing right. over there. I mean, it's it's sort of amazing. The crazy making those faces, memes, and everything else, that's what he's doing over there, not just giving you, you know, gifts, reaction, Twitter, and uh, funny stuff to wear on T-shirts, folks. And then, you know, he ends with, because Shaughnessy kind of starts and finishes with his age. Uh, I did find it interesting. I did not know that Red Arbach coached his last game at 48 years old. That is amazing to me. Like, you just think of him as this aging, cigar-smoking legend, but he was done coaching at 48 with the Celtics. Now, obviously, he was around the organization as the president and GM and everything for a long time. But 48 years old, and now Bill Belichick is in his 48th season. And he's in his 48th season. Wow. 48th season not wow. time on the planet but mm-hmm. seasons and he goes to the whole you know the marv levy i'm not going to be like him and bill jokes about he shouldn't have said that at the time and he's mm-hmm. learned his lesson on that one he's taking it one year at a time um but are you okay with with these um you said something earlier about you know excuses or not excuse you know he's and i always say excuses are reasons given by losers right they're true explanations 
but because you're a loser, it, it's considered an excuse. Right now, they can't be considered excuses because they haven't lost a game yet. As many of our callers have pointed out, nothing's been kicked off. It's all just speculation. I wrote this in my column the other day. Yep. Mac Jones has hope. That's great. But Mac Jones' hope is no more valuable than the criticisms and cynicisms of the media and fans. It's all just talk right now. On Sunday, we start the process of finding out who's right, who's wrong, is this team good, propaganda versus hate. They're all, they go out the window. Do you feel like he's getting ahead of the curve, so to speak, here? With, with the way he's handled this offseason? Because I do think it's been a little weird, things he's been willing to talk about. And, you know, he even said, you know, if it goes bad, just blame me. Um, I'm trying to find the quote in the No, story. but he, he has said that. That's a good point, Andy. I think that's kind of the narrative people are buying into or sussing out now that Bill knows in a lot of ways that this roster is going to, like I said earlier in the program, it's going to be a bumpy road to get to whatever that record is. Kyrie Thompson, you and I, the hosts of two different Patriots podcasts here and contributors at WEI.com on all things Patriots and on the radio station all have the same record, 9-8. and eight. So we all think it's going to be up and down, and we're looking for progress. That's what we want this year. That's the, the playoff win, if you will, the Super Bowl win. That's the accomplishment this year, progress. But Bill knows there are going to be growing pains, very visible growing pains, and there may be some tough losses. There may be some real grinders along the way. And I think because of the decisions he's made, because as he has said and everyone else has said, all decisions are made by coach. Everything runs through Bill. So, yeah, I think in a lot of ways he has been getting out ahead of these things because he's basically telling you, um, you know, just walk down the hall, knock on my door, and you can complain to me. Uh, I make the calls. I want that smoke. And the thing I find interesting, and I've always thought this over the years, like people credit Belichick for ignoring the noise or controlling the story. I think he often creates the story and then controls it. And I think this is an example of that. You hired a defensive coordinator and a special teams coach as your offensive coaching staff, and now you have to protect them from the criticisms and questions that are going to come. Why? Because you know it's worth criticism and questioning. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't have to hire defensive and special mm -hmm. teams coaches to work with Mac Jones. There would be a lot less criticism, questions, and speculation if there were an offensive coach. Even if, even if they were struggling in the summer, even if all the actual circumstantial evidence was the same, practice field, preseason mm -hmm. game field, if it were Billy O'Brien doing it, the questions would not be the same. There'd be questions, how, you know, when do you feel like you're going to get to where you want to be? How, you know, is it taking longer than you... But he created some of this turmoil by the decisions he made and then in, in turn feels like he has to deflect or defend those guys from the criticisms and the speculation. So I just I think it's interesting that it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy that he created. Uh, I also want to pat Shaughnessy on the back for, and maybe I'm reading more into this than I should, but a simple line that made me laugh out loud. Belichick ranks third on the all-time NFL victory list with 321 regular season and playoff wins. 27 to go to get to Shula, correct? He should pass Papa Bear George Hallis, 324, for second place this season. Sneaky little dig there because it only takes three or four wins to pass George Hallis this year. He's 321 to 324, but he says he should pass him. I so it wasn't Will, it was dig. should. Yes, because, you know, if he doesn't get four wins, he doesn't pass him. And oh, my God. Come maybe on that's now. In question. Three and we, 14, get out of town. We've already had a 5 and 12 prediction. It's not that far from five down to three.
Is well, it? Speaking Only of two. Speaking of predictions, Brock's on the line from Middleborough. He would like to weigh in with his. Hello, Brock. What's up, guy? How's it going? Um, so I'll give you three and a half reasons why we're going to feel better about the Patriots this year, even though they're going to have the same record as last year. Okay, three and a half. Here we go. One. That's a good record. Uh, the Patriots are going to be better. The offense is going to be better in the red zone with the Hunter Henry going into his second year and the addition of Devontae Parker. More touchdowns, less field goals. The okay. defense is going to be better in the red zone because the strength is up front and in the safety. The shorter the field, the more that plays into that strength. And the running back position is going to develop and produce more all-purpose yards because they're more versatile, which means they're less predictable. And then half credit for the season being and the schedule being tougher this year. That'll make a few people feel a little bit better with the same record. Well, there we go. Thank you very much for that, Brock. I appreciate the preparation in that call. See, that's what I want, Andy. You can have a... You can have an optimistic take. You can be pessimistic about the season. Just be prepared whenever you, uh, you know, whenever he was we on bring point. you up. He, Brock I, was totally on point. Those are all valid points, and plausible. I could see all of them plausibly coming to fruition this season. But I would also say I don't even need the explanation. If they win 10 games, I think they've had a good year. Personally. Oh, absolutely. Like, if they get double-digit wins, regardless of the details that he painted out, which are all very realistic and plausible, I think most people would be happy with a 10-win season. Because I think most people believe they have a pretty difficult schedule, especially with, I mean, it's now being widely considered the behemoth in the NFL lives in your house, is in your division, the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. They are the team to beat. They came out and whooped Sean McVay's Super Bowl champions. They are the favorites to win the Super Bowl, and they look like they want to prove a point. And I would say, if you the sort of an evidence of that, the amount that Josh Allen ran in the opener, yeah, I thought we're gonna was have really to, interesting. We're going to have to dial that. I mean, I know you want to get every win, and that's going to be one of the tougher games on their schedule, although it didn't look that tough for them. You're going to want to go ahead and uh, try to preserve the asset and maybe dial back those runs. Granted, they have 10 days off until their next contest, but you might want to uh, tell him maybe take a slide, get out of bounds, or you know, chuck and duck like Brady used to, like live to see another day, dirt it, spike it, whatever they say, ditch it, uh, because... Yeah, you take a licking like that. Like, go back to Cam Newton in the middle 2010s. I guarantee you he wishes he got out of bounds, did a chuck and duck, or took the slide because look what happened to him at the tail end of the decade, let alone when he played for the Pats. Yeah, I would uh, I would make what we saw in the opener playoff Josh Allen. We'll, we'll unleash that in the playoffs because yep. that's part of your game. and that's Extra why yard, you're... extra first down, extra score, extra But no win. need to yes. do that. We're going to be in the playoffs. We're going to win the division. Uh-huh. We we can save it till January. And that it, that's why he's a freak. That's why he's arguably the most unique and talented quarterback in the NFL right now. The size, the speed, the power, the arm, the touch, that everything that has evolved in his game. But... Their season goes down the crapper if he misses a month or more because of any injuries. So uh, I, I was interested in that. But from a Patriot perspective, if you get 10 wins and you're in the division with the Bills, where I think most people just kind of rack up two losses at this point, say you're going to lose to the Bills twice, um, I think 10 wins would be a really nice season for this team. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number for two-way sports talk action with Fitzy and Hart on a six-ring Saturday. Matt, Rob, Deuce, Rick, David, do not go anywhere. Your calls are coming up as well as all the Patriots talk you can handle as we get pumped up for Pat Spins tomorrow at 1 here on EI. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. WEEI. We're right back to Fitzy and Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Girl, I like you. I do. I want to be a friend. Go shopping in a Benz. I like you. I do. I hit you when I land. Can you fit me in your plans? I like you. Andy, we could be on upset alert. Ladies and gentle friends, we could be on major upset alert. We're not even going to wait till trending till we get our next update. Stiz, did I see correctly? Texas is up by three with 14 minutes left and could be driving for nope. a dagger touchdown? 13 to 10, Fitzy and Andy. 16. Oh, oh you're ahead. Spoiler wow. alert. Oh, you know Sorry. what's going to happen? Bryce Young's going to stage a heroic drive. They'll go up 17-16, then Bama gets a pick, and they win. It, they, they barely survive, but because they're Bama, they don't really fall too many notches down the college football rankings. Come on, Well, Texas. they shouldn't, but I, I can root for— I mean, for, how good uh, is Texas, though, really? They're okay. They're not what they nearly what they want to know. It's a new season. You've been telling me it's a new season. Just it let is. the games play out. No expectations. It's a new season. See what happens. I'm just rooting for Nick Saban to have a meltdown. Oh, Nick— <laughs> If you think Bill Belichick is great in post-conferences after a defeat, you should see Nick Saban. Oof. He takes it to the next level. That would be great. I'm there for that content as well, Andy. Let's go back to the phones. Rob is on the line. He wants to talk some Patriots. are getting ready for Pat's Fins tomorrow. What up, Rob? How you doing? Nice show. Thank you, sir. Uh, question. This is driving me crazy. If the Patriots say they signed Tom Brady back in 18. What do you think would have happened based upon what the moves that Belichick had made personnel-wise? Do you pick them to make the playoffs easily or even make the AFC championship? Because my concern is nope. Brady might have had a similar season in 2018 unless he had uh, some serious personnel upgrades get receiver, obviously. So I just wonder, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I've always believed that people thought if Brady stayed, it would be this you know, storybook ending and another Super Bowl and what he did in Tampa, he would do again in New England. I, I think it would have been borderline a playoff contending team. I think he would have been miserable. I think there would have been mediocrity. Um, cap was a mess. Like, we know that. No reset season. And I I don't think it would have been a happy ending if Belichick and Brady had stayed together at all. No, I agree, sadly. Uh, I can't go so far as to say... You know, Belichick and Kraft did Brady a favor by letting him go when they did because, obviously, he went someplace that had much greater roster depth, talent, weaponry, et cetera, and look what he was able to do in 2020 and even last year. Now, what he does this year, uh, I don't know. I'm starting to get some weird feels about what this Tampa team does this season with everything going on. Oh, what kind? Uh, The, hey, maybe this doesn't go the way Brady thought it does, perhaps just like he said or like his dad said, it always ends terribly. I don't know. Oh. Oh, so I could so, be trending in that direction, even though the other day on six rings. Even though the other day on six rings, the other day, yes, I thought I I predicted Tampa would go to the hmm. National Football Conference Championship game and even go to the Super Bowl and hmm. lose to the Buffalo Bills. I I'm starting to get some second feelers, some hmm. second guessers on that one. 
Welcome to the party. You're late, but come on in and join the fun. Thanks for making room. Could you please get your hands out of the dip? I'd appreciate that very much. I like double dipping. That's gross. That is so gross. Yeah, but there's By nothing the... worse than you get a great bite of something with dip, and then you're well, left get a with second, whatever it is. Get an so auxiliary now I just throw dip. Away? No, what if it's like get a, an one auxiliary of those, dip those delivering mechanism. Baguettes. You don't know. You can't. What if it's one of those baguettes? You know those little baguettes, like they slice sideways, uh-huh. and you dip one in, and then you're like, well, now I just do got, you like, rotate and dip again? Yes. Oh, my gosh. You're a rotational double dipper? Isn't that better than not rotating? Isn't it? I guess. I mean, Marginally, no, at least? Don't ever double dip on your bite. You increase the chance of somebody picking up your germs or whatever else you have going on by 10,000% when you do that. It's also just poor form. Well, it depends where we are. I mean, if I'm at, like, you if know, you're by yourself. the White House or something. Yeah, well, okay, yes. <laughs> right. Andy Hart, the Six Rings pot. We win pot... <laughs> Podcast and post game of the year. We get yeah. invited to the White House. Yeah, we could just confuse Biden. He'll pretend like he's easily to confuse. So we'll just find a way to sneak our way in. A good chip needs to be licked. Oh, I there licked we go. Some tremendous nice drops, Disney. Uh, no one Uts, needs no. No one needs Uts, sour cream and onion. When you get a good bag, it's an excellent. Is one, it's an excellent potato chip. And one of the most lickable chips is their sour cream and onion. When no you get a good one, bag, no one needs. We're not doing a quick breakdown of the most lickable like chips, according to Andy Hart. Just bite. Just eat there. the chip. Don't lick. Careful the chip, with salt and vinegar; it'll mess up your tongue if you lick too many. Right, just make a dip and go stick with the ruffles, and you'll be fine. I don't make dip. I buy a hell of a good French onion dip, and I go to. It's, it's delicious. School. I like to make it myself. Deuce is in Boston. Deuce, what do you got? It's Deuce PK. Oh, Deuce PK, how are you? Not bad. I'm glad you guys are talking about dips. I got a delicious <laughs> dips myself. But, but moving forward, the losses are for the Patriots, if they lose by like three points or they lose like a like the Rams got their butt kicks the other day, mm-hmm. are you going to call them a good team or bad team? Because I know last year you guys were going back and forth on that. So after one game, are you saying Sunday night when we're doing the postgame show, if they lose just that game by a score? No, no. Most of the you said they're gonna lose by nine to ten games, but are they, if they lose by like three points or they lose by like a slaughter, are you guys gonna consider them a decent team or just a blowout team? Oh, if they get blown out more often than not, then they're a bad football team. I think that would definitely be the definition, or I think a lot of people yeah. would hold the Patriots to the standard of being a not good, if possibly bad football no, team. If, they, if, if they every other loss is a blowout points. loss, yeah. But if they lose by three points and they don't have the right players, are you guys going to say, say, you know what, they'll have another chance. So let's keep you know, well, I, rooting for them instead of, instead of what the Red Sox are right now. Yeah, no, if they're, if they're losing close games, I think that's more entertaining. I think that's more worthy of future investment. You still have hope that they're going to turn a corner, they're going to figure it out the next week or the week after that is definitely but better Andy, than getting be more optimistic then. Who, me? Yeah. I'm very optimistic. Not really. Uh, who right. Don't lie, point. please. The people I, don't I, need I to be lied, lied to, Andy. I apologize. I did. I lied. <laughs> I'm a pessimist by nature. Uh, but I'm, I'm doing my best to stay optimistic because the season hasn't started yet. And that's the theme of this show. We can't be negative until tomorrow night. Right, Fitzy? That's right. And Deuce, thank you very much for the phone call. Make sure you listen to the post game tomorrow. We'll see what kind of Andy Hart you get. We'll see what his assessment is. Of this team, if it's a pessimistic take or if there is yeah. room or hope for optimism, for what are we without hope, Andy? I put ass in assessment. All right. I can't believe we have an hour to go. <laughs> you and love a whole, it. And a whole I keep you on your toes. Tomorrow. Thank God you've stopped babbling, Brooke. Oh, for God's sakes. Oh, this is just...
Folks, I apologize in advance. I, I don't know quite what to say at this point. We have one more hour to go. We're going to get to that Mac Jones audio. We'll also discuss a couple other, other, uh, a couple other hidden unknowns on the offensive side of the ball from Miami and New England. We also, at 320, we'll take a look around the league. We'll do a little uh, week one sneaky preview, Andy. We'll go game by game, some thoughts, predictions, and more. And then we'll wrap things up with uh, your calls, uh, news, notes, nuggets, and more. One more hour to go here on the Fitzy and Hart program. Six rings Saturday. It's beautiful outside. Give us a shout on WEEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.